as uh, we always do with uh, the latest in the world of money and power. Silesi Bomaninjwa, uh, independent market commentator, analyst and CA, joins me this evening. Uh, Silesi Bo, good evening and welcome. Uh, evening, I have compliments of the season. Compliments of the new year. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. You were there. You were part of the uh, yeah. Johannesburg detachment in the Republic. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. 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 No, I'm going to go. I was out in the homelands. Uh, and uh, yeah, I guess uh, a lot of meat. Uh, and uh, a lot of uh, banter and a lot of sunshine. So I really, really enjoyed uh, my time there. But uh, we're back at it now. And uh, yeah, 2022, uh, I mean, I was saying this time last week, it hadn't even been two weeks, and uh, yet so much had already happened. Um, Everywhere, I guess, except maybe in the markets. But uh, yeah, a lot happening. Burning of parliament. Uh, You know, we saw the passing of Tatutukutu. And uh, we saw many, many other things uh but uh, let's take a look at what's been happening in the markets uh, snesipo uh and uh yeah let's start off with that story de beers implementing some price hikes on diamonds what's driving this okay so we actually look at what's actually been happening so, so wait, I, wait. I mean it. i guess i guess this also na enjoyment depends because na enjoyment is happening to people who effectively had positive cash balances uh, many people during this yes. where lost their jobs uh, you know, mm-hmm. um, and probably have no money for my enjoyment. No, this is specifically in a specific class because yes. we even had the situation mm-hmm. where there's been a shortage of super yachts. Royal Royce had their best year in such a long time, mainly because a specific income bracket, this is not the Povivi one, not the Pov, mm-hmm. specific income bracket, <laughs> were having a very good year and they want to, like you, you saw, with some price tags of 20% and people are paying this. So you even you, you see the same trend in your LVMH, your Cartier, your your Richmond, which is why so we're going to have had share. Mm, I was about to say, Richmond is smiling its way to the bank. Yes, it's because it's a specific income bracket. So this is not the Povivi one. Provivi, Provivi, they remember uh, the lower class, because there was retrenchment, had access to the pension. Mm. They improved their houses. So you saw things, whereas the upper class, they had more disposable income, mainly due to the fact that they were all, we've all been stuck. Like Emirates has yet to allow welcome back in. So instead of spending your money in Dubai, you have situations where Liberty Two Degrees was talking about the shopping that's gone on at uh, Diamond Walk. It's because now enjoyment specific income class and now it's gone across to diamonds, jewelry, anything that you can spend at home because you cannot travel. Hmm. That is, a, it literally is money. So if I, if I have to make a simple example, to fly to Dubai, um, about give or take, um, economy is 8,000 rand, but business is 40,000. You're no longer spending that money. So that 40,000, you still have it. It needs to go somewhere. So you might buy a car. You can buy a shop. You can buy a, like, what do they call it? Window yeah. shop in Dubai. Yes. Yeah. No, just they out of routine. Yeah, it's, it's, they go. So the thing is that even that's the thing, and it's what it does is that local luxury market has gone and have done incredibly well because people are no longer spending. It's the lack of travel. All of this falls down to the lack of travel. So people yeah. are buying. And you even see a situation where in December where Porsche outsold, I think, the Bauer, Hyundai, and other brands as well, simply because P 
people can only spend in things they can enjoy in South Africa. So you saw it, and it's a specific income tax bracket. Mm. It's not. It's not the pub. Like I said, it's not the pub. Yeah. Mm. But interestingly, Snessy, but just on this one, I mean, um, if we look at the composition of the diamonds that had uh, been subject to very sort of steep price hikes, it happens to be the sort of smaller, uh, cheaper stones, not the type of, you know, high-end gem quality. Um, and this is largely also because the middle layer across many societies, in particular in the north, um, you know, uh, who buy diamonds from, you know, retailers like Walmart and others, uh, have also been a critical part of, I guess, the surge in demand for, uh, for diamonds. Yes. Like I said, it's, it's literally just you having your money and you can stuff. So, but it's, a, but it's still an upper middle class tax gap. Sure, sure. So it's not like... Um, like the way that so business insider reported, it's not like Walmart with trouble buying a hundred grand. These are still diamonds. No, 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 they no, just, for sure, for sure. You know, this is they're not still a synthetic. diamonds. They're not cheap, cheap. This is not a synthetic or like a you know a fake diamond. Yeah, or it's not cheap, of that kind. not yeah. cheap exhibit currently. They're buying real diamonds, and those are very expensive. And that specific income bracket, yeah. like I said, were limited in what they could spend their money in. It's it's literally um like I said, you saw it in LVMH as well. In uh, increased their starter bags increased by 20%. Same concept because... Mm. Something related, I guess, to luxury goods. Uh, the world's richest, of course, are you know, big customers uh, of many of the brands that you've been speaking about. Now, a report from Oxfam here suggesting that um, uh, the wealth that uh, the top 10 richest uh, men accumulated during the pandemic would be enough to make sure that there's a a vaccination in the arm of uh, everybody in the society. Uh, what's happening here? Um, so Oxfam did their usual report when they talk about the of our society. For mm. me, I don't have an issue of people getting wealthy, but they should not be any billionaires. Sure. Yeah. It should not be concentrated. Yeah, you know, is, I mean, and that, that gap, it's, I'm sorry, I can't. Yeah, one of these days we must have the discussion. Uh, you know, Thomas Piketty says what you probably want to do is to create a system of like a, a minimum inheritance. So everybody, when yes. they reach the age of 21, you expropriate your Angela Mali uh, that is sitting with these sort of uh, mega billionaires. Uh, and you make sure that everybody has a minimum inheritance, you know, when they reach 21 to do what they want to do with it. You can put it in education, you can invest it in the business, but at least there should be some like starting point that says as a citizen, this is the minimum contribution society is making to you to ensure that you succeed. Uh, because, I mean, the type of inequality that billionaires in a once-in-a-century crisis can leave that crisis with when many people have lost their jobs, lost their livelihoods. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things where I just, I just, I, I cannot, for the life of me, understand why this is a debate for people and something that they, they struggle to conceptualize. You cannot spend all that money. Mm, mm, mm. You cannot spend that money and that wealth is created through systematically underpaying your staff. Exactly. Exactly. Or so, not, so, not, not fully paying for your environmental and other impacts yes, on the society. Yes, and that and that and that is and that is just the real that's just the real aspect of it. Hey, Snezibo. Let's leave that one for a second. I want us to uh, talk briefly about this prospectus that came up. And uh, I mean, there's uh, probably, I don't know how many pages of this, 186, uh, maybe 185, because Yeager's new Yeah, it is about 185. Actually, have Somewhere there, no? Now, now, I think we probably need to make time to, to unpack this in a bit more detail. But I think many of the people who are listening to us would have had, 
involved, especially those who I guess that were inclined, would have been quite interested as to why there was a shortage of savanna uh, during the uh, December break. Um, and of course, it doesn't have to do with the shortage of the stuff uh, in the bottles, but actually the glass packaging, uh, which uh, has also been subject to some challenges uh, at plant level. Console. Exactly. Uh, console. Yeah, yeah. Console. Um, and of course, I guess that's had a massive ripple impact on a very popular brand. But that popular brand is part of Distel, which is now, I guess, going to be taken over, according to this prospectus, in the not so near future by Heineken. Uh, and uh, this effectively, I guess, uh, brings together many brands, uh, the likes of, on the Heineken side of things, Tafel Lager, Vintuk Lager, you know, Heineken. Um, and then on the Distel side of things, anything from Savannah to, you know, um, Namakwa to uh, I think KWV, and they're also involved in Gordon's as well. So, so this effectively is going to create a mega beverages player, not just for South Africa, but the region. Um, so I, I saw that um, people um, going to the stadium features of, I think the first, sure. I think the first one, I think most people are just, which I was surprised was that the fact that they might need to sell strong both. Because Comcom, Comcom says it is, might be something that they need to get over the line. And I think the other thing they looked at, which I saw with another stadium feature, was the uh, synergies, the over a billion rand in synergies. I'm not going to lie. That's a lie. <laughs> That's a lie. <laughs> I love it when they synergies. Wait, wait. There's one. No. synergies because, of course, there would be many embellishments, you know, these things. But, uh, but, 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 but wait, wait. wait, wait. Let, let's talk about mm-hmm. this strongbow thing that you're raising. I mean, that would be an issue because these are, what, substitutable products in the same market, uh, Savannah yeah. and Strongbow. Yeah. Um, so, so, interesting. I didn't know that Strongbow is the world's biggest cider. Yeah. I do not know that. It's yeah. the world's biggest side. On, on what measure? On what measure? In terms of volume. And, oh, and, and by the way, Savannah is the world's uh, fastest growing Savannah. Fastest growing cider, cider brand. Can't be yeah, fastest brand. growing Savannah. Yes, fastest growing cider brand. So that was interesting. So they, they worried about SA. Um, so they worried about SA. Um, so they would look to sell the brand in SA. But I, I still think that, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, for me, this merger, I, I don't see the commerciality of it all. I genuinely don't see it, and I'll tell you why. Um, I think AB and Ev, there were a lot of lessons learned from AB and Ev. If they be AB and Ev. Mm. And I think when we look at that, I think that forms a very good lesson because a lot of these brands, yes, it's a mega club, but to... That's why I said the synergies. I was like, when I saw the synergies, I was like, I... So, so maybe yeah, yeah. maybe unpack that a bit more, Stesipo. I mean, when you say there are lessons from the AB and Bev SAB merger um, in terms of synergies, and you're saying that's overstated in this one, what do you mean by that? I mean, you know, the plant that you need to make Savannah, could that plant not be used or, or the plant that you need you know, to make particular uh, brands? So, because you meant it's people, culture... Mm suppliers, all of those overlap and to do the switch, it's not like a push of a button and those things happen. Sure. So it always costs you more initially up front and it takes a while for those synergies to actually multiply because you always have the expectation that the uptick in sales volume. So how the sell is doing right now with Savannah and the growth trajectory, the understanding that with the merger, because they're going to have access to the Eastern European markets, mm. that they're going to double, but that is just an assumption that has that's an assumption that you may in, 
in because they're going to use it the global distribution in um, Eastern Europe and Asia. But that's not a guarantee. And remember, you again, you're coming up with competition from other entrenched players. So it, it, it's not just that. Furthermore, I think the difference is that this fund is a bit of a, the cheap side. So Heineken is a bit on the cheap side because if you look at um, where some of the analysts here, the likes of your HSBC, mm. they thought that the offer was going to be sitting at almost 200, sure, 200, 220, sure. 230. That the current offer is below that. And Where is it now? Around 165 to 180, no? Yeah, around there. Ipa, 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 around there. Still at a premium, but significantly, is it significantly enough appetizing for shareholders? For me, uh, the biggest weighting is PIC, who PIC goes with, and and uh, you've got Remco, which already supports it. So, yeah, like it, like I said, like I said, um, I'm, I'm struggling to see the commerciality of it right now. I'm struggling. I'm genuinely struggling because I just don't see it. So I think... I think we can discuss it next week. I'll do yeah. a bit of more homework I on it. Let's take a look at that one because, because I guess... Yeah, I'll, also, look, I'll, I'll get yeah. into the detail because for me, that ABNF fund proved about what happens if you have these global mergers, different ideologies, a work style. Mm. And you know what? And, 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 you, and it, it, it's literally a different culture. Sure, sure. And and I think it's something to look at because, you know, there's also an implication for many of the Namibian operations, some of the stuff, you know, yeah. partnerships with Namibian breweries and, uh, you know, Tafel Lager, Vintuk Lager and all of those brands. So something certainly we'll, we'll have to pick up Pisnesipo and look at. But let's shift our attention to East Africa. Tanzania uh, to Burundi railway line. I mean, in the bigger scheme of things, 282-kilometer uh, railway line linking the two East African nations. Uh, yeah, we probably need a lot more of this type of stuff on the continent. Um, deep down, I agree with all of this. I agree. Emma and Chayne. the fundability. Emma yeah. And at what cost? For me, rail is how you're going to linking linking in inward to the port mm. by rail is for me the solution to a lot of things that can unlock a lot of value creation specifically in the African continent. But for me, the bankability, I think it is quite bankable, but uh, the fundability of it is also in question. So when you say the fundability because, of it is in question, what do you mean? So um, the fundability is who's going to fund and then what people side. Because remember, whoever funds it has premium in terms of what that railway line is sure, going to carry. Sure, sure, sure. Look, I mean, normally, so, I guess, if, if you get the, these uh, development banks of some of the uh, Asian and even uh, northern nations, uh, you're right, it determines then, I guess, the uh, nature of the line and, uh, you know, the type of products that can be ferried or commodities that can be fo- ferried on that line. When you look at Burundi and Tanzania, I mean, what do you think that might potentially be? Or is it just typical taking minerals from the pit straight to the port? Minerals to the pit. Minerals to the pit. That's why I say I like the idea, but for me, what are the what is the bigger investment case around that railway line? What other things can you do? And the problem with going to the money for the east is that it's literally going to be pit ports, pit ports, mm. and none of the development and value unlocking that you want in a railway. 
Yeah, ne. Snesipo, maybe a last one here I want us to take a look at. Of course, a major player on the continent in uh, the uh, fuel retail space, and that's uh, Vivo Energy. They have a secondary listing on the JSE. And it seems, uh, yeah, another Dutch uh, investor here. We spoke about Heineken earlier on. Swooming in, uh, Vitol, uh, experiencing some progress. They've just gotten an approval from the South African Reserve Bank. And, uh, yeah, it seems that uh, the, this Dutch player uh, will potentially have a subsidiary that gives them massive access into the fuel retail uh, sector across the continent. Yeah, and so a really big economies of scale mm. across each of these states. They actually have proper economies of scale. So, um, yeah, they're doing well. They're doing well. Good player, good good investment, good investment to cash cow mm. business. There's, there's no real change. This is just an equity transaction. Hey. I, don't foresee, I don't foresee any changes on the ground. Yeah, look Maybe at a me. change in branding because yeah. I know they, they also they operate engine brands in some of them. So it's, 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 it's a downstream play, literally a downstream play. Yeah, but I also I wouldn't want to change anything. I mean, if you're operating lubricants for engine and shell and running the station's point-of-sale devices, I mean, if it's working, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, and it does work. We all know it to work. Snesibo, let's leave it there for this evening. Real pleasure uh, to have spoken to you this evening. Wish you all of the best to Glonyaka, Singenekuo, and uh, yeah, uh, till we chat again about that Heineken matter. That there was Snesibo Maninjwa, independent uh, commentator, analyst, and CA, uh, speaking to us for our wrap of the top business stories. You might want to comment on some of those stories, uh, be it that railway line from uh, uh, Tanzania to Burundi, and uh, I guess, uh, yeah, your thoughts on that, uh, whether or not... uh, It'll mean different things are being produced and ferried from inland into the coast uh, of uh, uh, Tanzania, there in Dar es Salaam, or uh, whether or not, uh, I guess, we might continue the pit-to-port scenario. And uh, you might also want to comment on that Heineken uh, distel merger and uh, yeah, what it might mean for the uh, brewing and beverages sector here in South Africa. And uh, we'll take some of your voice notes after this.